folks. Welcome to In the Hole, the show that's golf, 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 and nothing but golf, unless we feel like talking about something else. I'm Mr. Golf, Fred Geffen. And I'm Krista Rizzo. And we would like to welcome you to this episode. Let's do some golf. Sounds like a plan. Okay, so here we go again. We're back for round three. Ah, we're calling it by round now, yes, huh? Yes, I think that's a good I idea. like that. Okay, that's good. Well, what should we talk about first? Oh, how about a story? I love a Fred story. I love a Fred story. How about a Fred story about the irony of golf? Yes, please. Okay, here's the story. At a club, there was a guy named Jim. Jim played at this club for many, 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 many years. He was a loved, valid member. This club had a particular par three. I don't remember what number it was. Maybe the eighth hole. It was a par three, yeah, about 210 to 220 yards, carry over water, generally into the wind. Jim played this course for a 1,000 years. Jim could never get on the green. Jim always ended up in the water, so much so that he one day was ready to kill himself in the name of just getting on this green, but his fate would have it. He died from something else before that happened. So anyway, well, Jim's wife, you know, trying to at least, you know, do something to honor his memory, suggested maybe they could bury Jim on the green, the eighth green at this club. Yeah. Well, the club <laughs> thought about it and said, no, we, we can't do that. But somebody else came up with a suggestion, seeing was Jim was being cremated anyway. Why not have a ceremony and scatter his ashes yes. on the green? How nice would that so be? So nice. So everybody gathered on the appointed day as the sun was going down. They all stood around, you know, Did mentioned a couple of stories about sure. Jim. And, but the biggest laugh, obviously, was the whole thing with Jim and the green and all that good stuff. So finally now the time comes. Jim's wife has the urn. She lifts off the top. She turns it over. The ashes come pouring out. And at that exact moment, a huge gust of wind from nowhere came up and blew Jim into the water. Oh, that is definitely irony, my friend. Isn't that something? Poor Jim. Isn't that something? <laughs> Poor Jim. Okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way. Let's talk about the tour this week. What oh happened on gosh. the tour? Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. Let's talk about where we were last week. Um, we left you guys to go oh, to we did, didn't the we? PGA Championship. I was like, we're having fun here chit-chatting, but we're, we're out of out. here. We're going to the show. Yeah. That's right. Uh, what a fun day that was. I got to say, we um, got to see Didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming, did you? What? The fun a day? fun day. No, of course I did. I've been on, like, this guy thinks that I don't know what a golf course looks like. Oh, that's not true. But I have to say, I'm not um, familiar with Northeast golf courses because I did all of my golfing in the South. Oh, well, your what? My golf, my playing golf, my <laughs> golf playing. Okay, whatever. In the South, in Florida. Gotcha. So this course, I think, is gorgeous. Uh, and it was a really fun day. We uh, got to see a bunch of the players, and we followed some around. And, we and got you to left see out the-, the fact that we were standing 10 feet away from 
number one. From DJ. At the time. At the time. At the time. No longer number one. Right. That's right. But we were standing right there. Right next to him. We pointed out his ball. He didn't know where his ball was. Came over the hill. Yeah. What was it, on the fifth? No, the fourth, the par four. I don't remember. I'm so, oh, Fred, get it together. The fourth hole, which was a par five. Okay. Not to be confused with the fifth hole, which is a par four. Oh. So, yeah, so it was a good day. It was super fun. And then that led into the weekend of the PGA Championship at Bethpage Black. Which was, as you all know by now, no spoiler. Okay, we'll give it a spoiler alert just in case. Well, I'll explain why I'm mentioning a spoiler alert because I've already unsubscribed myself from pretty much every golf magazine on the planet. Why? Because it seems these people have never heard of the initials DVR. Krista, would you uh, like to explain what a DVR <laughs> is to I people think out knows there? What DVR is. No, no. Clearly, we have people at Golf Digest, Golf Magazine, I could go down the list, that don't know what a DVR is. Okay. So why don't you explain what a DVR did you, is? Did you record the golf Championship, of course, I always so record so I could watch okay. it. But then if I go to my email. Well, don't open it. It's not op- a question of open, my love. It's in the heading. Oh. It's not, hi, this is a little note from Golf Digest. Spoiler alert, don't read any further, dot, dot, dot. Right, right. Instead, it's, Kepka wins. Okay. And, yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, Okay. So now I, I don't need to watch five hours. Right. I don't need to see any of the ads that people are spending bazillions of dollars okay. to beat me over the head with. So all things considered, dumb. And in all fairness, I am probably going to watch most of it anyway, if for no other reason to see how it played out. Because that was the other thing I noticed today, which was very funny. The New York Times, if at some point you want to stop me and pull me back into whatever we were talking about, feel free to do that. The New York Times had a full-page ad on the back of whatever section it was today from Rolex about Brooks. Congratulations, Brooks. Well, first off, from what I understand, Brooks is going to be very unhappy that it wasn't a two-page spread. Why? But um, bum. Okay, there are people out there that are going to get that. <laughs> Chris might not be one of them, but there are people that are going to get that because Brooks tends to be a little prickly, and being that he is number one in the world, I shouldn't say that. He tends to be prickly if he feels he's not being paid enough attention to being currently the best golfer in the world. I'm not close enough to who interviews him and who doesn't and who asks and who passes. Right. To know to comment. One way or the other, I will say, Brooks, if you're out there and listening, <laughs> but if you are, we would love to have you on the show oh, in right person or, or by phone anytime, anytime at all. You just give us a shout out. It's what's what's for at in the hole podcast.com. Send us an email. We are there for you. Anyway, so that was the joke that two page spread Brooks was okay. Moving right along from that one, like I said, there might be a few of you out there who'll get that, but that's cool. Anyway, what just struck me was they said Brooks was unshakable. 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 Here they're talking about a man that almost blew a seven-stroke lead. My guess is in the back nine, which he what, had four bogeys? He was shaking so hard, I'm surprised his arms didn't fall off. Hmm. But 
the beauty of it is, yes, he absolutely hung on. It's just I saw unshakable, and I was like, unshakable? <laughs> he, was, he was a little on a quaky side on the back night on Sunday, but he held on and pulled it off. Good for him. And again, you're welcome on the show anytime you want Congratulations, Brooks. Shall we talk more about the PGA? Um, we can. I mean, I think the best thing about our conversation on Wednesday was we talked about consistency in golf. Ah, are we about to have a Krista moment? We might because ah, I feel the brain and your game coming maybe. on. Maybe I feel like yes because I was thinking about it on the drive over here because tell it us, takes tell me us. forty minutes to get here because there's traffic in our fifteen mile commute to get here to record this podcast for you guys. So. I was thinking about it because Fred and I were talking on the golf course as we were, you know, walking around, hanging out, and watching the players play. Consistency is something that is a difficult thing to have in golf, right? Because you play at a different place every time. Um, Every single shot is different. Every shot is different, right? We talk about uh, mastering your swing, which is... Physical. Difficult. And and it's physical. Yes. Then there's Bobby Jones famously said, golf is played on a five-inch course, which is? Your brain. The space Space between between your your ears. ears. Um, Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting because, you know, golf is literally a single man sport. You've got yourself and your caddy and your coach. And all the other sports that we watch pretty much in America are not single-person sports. They are team sports. So it's easier to be consistent when you're on a team as opposed to being a single player. You're out there all alone. It's the club and the clubby. Right. So how do you find consistency in your game, right? How many players out there have actually been consistent? Tiger Woods. For a long time. Absurdly consistent. Jack Nicholas. Jack absurdly consistent. You could right. go down a But it's a not list. a very long just, list. No, it's not a very long right? list at all. You could probably all. count them on maybe two hands. That type, that type of consistency? Absolutely. Yeah, right? Uh-huh. So I find that fascinating. And I think that, um, especially for somebody like me, uh, consistency is key in my coaching business and my speaking business. And I think that if you are somebody who is an athlete- Consistency for you is about practice, 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 right? Practicing the swing, practicing the putt, practicing the stance, practicing all the things. So keep practicing because that's what's going to make you more consistent as you move through your game. There you go. And, my, and down the road. And, it's, and it was a, a fabulous two cents too. Thanks. And we can pick up that idea as we go down the road and discuss different types of practicing sure. and offer people options yes. and, and newbies. Um, newbies. Oh, a newbie tip. Shall we do a quick newbie tip? Sure. Here's a newbie tip. When you folks are out there playing and you're on the green and someone asks you to move your ball mark. Okay. Okay. Or yep. In other words, you're blocking someone else's yep. putt and they're allowed to ask you. Move your markers mark. in a way, yep. move your marker. Here's a trick. When you move your marker, get ready for it. I'm ready. Turn it upside down. Why? Funny you should ask, because this way, when you go to putt, you automatically will remember that you moved your ball mark. 
Oh. How many times have you moved your ball, Mark? The guy that was in your way putts, and he's off the green paying zero attention. You go back because you weren't paying all that much attention to him. You put your ball down. You pull your mark. You putt. Uh-oh. You just lost strokes or a hole. So the trick is, every time you're asked to move your ball mark, simply flip it over when you mark it. This way, when you go back, there it is. There you it, found it. There it is. Hey, that saves strokes, folks. Oh, hey. What's it all about? Saving, Saving strokes. strokes. I tell you, I was out the other day. I saved myself a few strokes. I think I may have found. You know, it's always something. I'm not going to get into too much going on about it, but it's always something. Every time I think I have everything down just right, things don't work right, and you got to try and figure out what is the thing you're doing wrong. If you just do it long enough, you'll find it. Personally, I've been playing terribly the last few weeks, well, especially this season. Hasn't been great. Hasn't been a long season yet. Hasn't been a long season. It seems like it's been a long season. But anyway, it's always that one thing. What was I doing? I couldn't figure out why my ball was all over the place. It was simple. It dawned on me. I thought I was bringing the club back in a neutral position with the toe leading the club back. Turns out I was not. Turns out I was bringing it back where I thought it was going to be. Instead, I had it closed with the heel of the club. Not completely, but a little too much heel. It was bringing my swell. I mean, I hit a draw. That's it. I, I used to do nothing but slices when I was a kid. Because I grew up playing baseball. You step into the ball. Yeah. You da, 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 yeah. da. Everything I ever hit went left to right. When I finally you know, paid attention to what I was doing, everything I hit goes right to left unless I'm doing something wrong. Right. I was pulling it. I was doing these push slices. I, what in the world is going on? And I'm on at Eisenhower Red on Saturday, my regular Saturday game, mm-hmm. although it's usually at Beth Page. Beth Page, as you all know, has been closed for the last few weeks, so we've been making alternate plans, arrangements. Yes. And um, I think I parred the last five holes. Wow, that's great. Considering the way I've been playing for the last X number of how long, yeah, that was just one. But my point being, it was one little change. Yep. All I did was take the club back with the toe. For those of you that understand what that means, that's great. For those of you that don't, we can cover it as time goes on. Again, the point being, you want consistency. You got to check every little thing because it's the one little thing you're missing. Right. Or worse, I thought I was doing it. And then all of a sudden, when I did it correctly, the difference in the feeling was immediate. I was like, oh, Fred, you idiot. Oh, well. Kind of like Phil Mickelson at the U.S. Open. Oh, you idiot. And meanwhile, where was Bones? I don't know. The day that, that, that Phil was blowing the U.S. Open. I thought Bones got one veto a year. Had he already used it? I have to find that out one of these days. Here's the background. Phil Mickelson was on the 17th, the 18th hole, the U.S. Open. All he had to do was get down in like a bogey or even a double bogey, some such nonsense. It was years ago. Who remembers? Right. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. But anyway, he's off in the woods. Do you punch it out or you go for the hero shot? He's Phil. He went for the hero shot. Eh. No U.S. Open, Phil. Right. So my question to myself was I remember his caddy was there. And then I remember the back of my brain Phil being interviewed and saying that he gave Bones one veto a year. If Phil pulled the club or was about to do something, Bones could go. No. <laughs> right. You're not going to do that. So I don't know whether that was there or not at the time. I just always wondered. Oh, well, if Bones is listening, perhaps you can call in and let us know. 
Apropos of nothing. Well, I'm also the guy that used to mark his Titleist balls. I don't play Titleist at this okay. point. Um, I play the new TaylorMade TP5. Okay. Um, not that I would probably know the difference between one or the other. I like a soft ball. <laughs> All right, great. You know, <laughs> exactly. But what I used to do is I couldn't abide losing a Titleist because the guys at Beth Page, they play with pinnacles. Okay. So I hated losing a Titleist. It just annoyed me. Forgetting the expense, it just irked me that some Yahoo was going to come along and pick up my Titleist. Right. So what I started doing is I started buying my Titleists, but I had them imprinted. Oh. Yep. You know what they said? Mr. Golf. Nope. They said- Give me my ball back. Nope. They said, don't smile, period. This ball is jinxed. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I did it. You did it. Absolutely true story. Okay. I did it. I did it. I did it. Oh, my. Let's talk about what happened around the tours last week. Okay. Well, we know what happened at the PGA, won by Brooks Kepka. Although I must say, I was really pleased that after 17 years of trying, the black finally reached up and bit them all on the asses. Mm. On Sunday, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. It had dried out enough. There was enough wind. That was good stuff. Yeah. I was happy with that. For those of you paying attention, the web.com tour had the Knoxville Open. Robbie Shelton won that. That was at Fox Den Country Club in Knoxville, Tennessee. Congratulations. Moving on to this week on tour, PGA is going to have the Charles Schwab Challenge, and they're going to be playing a Colonial. Oh. which is the, the home of Ben Hogan and Byron oh. Nelson and Jordan Spieth, who's yeah. looking forward to going home. Uh, that's what they're doing. The European tour is the Made in Denmark open tournament, whatever, from the Himmerland Golf and Spa Resort, which I'm guessing is somewhere in Denmark. I don't know, but you can find me at the spa. Uh, that would work. Okay. I'll, I'll drop you off. I'll go play 18, and then I'll maybe stop by afterwards. The ladies, the LPGA Pure Silk Championship is at Kings Mill Resort and Spa. Excellent. Which is, we still have to, book, have to start booking road trips well, in Williamsburg, Virginia. Invitations, golf well, courses. There you go. We'd be out there. We'd love to talk about our time with you. Yeah. Oh, we'd love to spread the word. Nothing would make us happier. The senior tour. The KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship, they're having a major this week. The web.com is at the Evans Scholars Invitational, which is at the Glen Club in Glenview, Illinois. Illinois. Mm-hmm. And I already mentioned the college, the college ladies, ladies. Yep. championships are on. And I'm thinking that's kind of sort of about it for, for today. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so everybody, you can find us. On social media, Instagram at In The Hole Podcast, Twitter, In The Hole Pod, Facebook, follow us on our Facebook page at In The Hole, and of course, we have our website, InTheHolePodcast.com. There is a form at the bottom. Should you want to reach out to us, please fill that out. You want to be a guest, you have any ideas, tips, things you want us to talk about, we're happy to take your questions and comments. And if you'd like to reach out to us for sponsorships... Um, invitations to come play your course, or for to, to, have us, to have us host your event, please send an email to 4-F-O-R-E at intheholepodcast.com. That's it? Uh, that's it. Oh, and Fred wants to play at Pine Valley. 
So if anybody knows somebody <laughs> the, the in Pine weekly, Valley, this is going to be Pine my Valley weekly pitch. beg for Fred to go to Pine Valley until he actually goes to Pine Valley. And then I will beg for the next course that he wants to or, play on. Or better yet, if anybody's out there looking for a golf feature motion picture comedy. Oh, he's got a movie or something. Uh, it's a movie. It yes. is a cross between Airplane and Caddyshack with a twist. A twist. And it is absolutely hysterical stuff. It yes. will play anywhere in the world except maybe North Korea, you know, parts of the Middle East. Okay. <laughs> Indonesia's anyway, getting a little dicey. You guys have a great week, and we will see you back here next week for our fourth round of In the Hole podcast. Peace out, all. <laughs> <laughs>